0: Welcome to the Thrive Vineyard Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Kevin Kiefer. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit thrivevineyard.com. All right. All right. Well, I am so glad to, uh, to be with you guys. We were on vacation. Uh, and so since I haven't gotten a chance to say it to you, uh, yet, Merry Christmas and happy New Years to you. Hope you guys had a great time um, and I hope that your uh, your year is is off to a really really good start. I hope that you 're off to a great start. but whether it is or it isn 't, um, our hope is that um, the next couple of weeks that we can take some time to help you guys to launch really powerfully and really well into 2024. And I feel like there's like a ripe time for that. And there's actually this verse that every year uh, around this time, I just get uh, just uh, enamored with and entranced by this verse uh, in the scripture. And I I think about it all the time. And I really, really love it. I'm going to share it with you guys, but not right now. Um, Instead, I want to talk about the weather. Shouldn't we talk about the weather? Is it not just a little crazy out there right now in Chicagoland? Like, what is going on here? I thought we had El Nino. What happened to El Nino, right? Bring El Nino back. Um, you know, honestly, though, I, one of the things that um, that I love is I love that we live in the Midwest where we can experience all four seasons. I am a fan of the four seasons that we get to experience. My brother and my parents live in um, Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, there's no adventure in their weather, right? Like who wants to have 70 degrees and sunny every day during the winter time? I mean, it's just, put your hands down. (laughs) it's just boring, right? It's like, there's never a cloud in the sky. They don't get rain, much less snow. Uh, it's sunny. there, like 362 days a year or something. I don't know. It's just, so there's no, there, you never, it's like every day you wake up and you know exactly what's gonna, what's gonna happen. There's no adventure in their weather at all. Uh, but here we always get to kind of wake up and go, Mm, I wonder what it's going to be like today. And if you don't like the season that you're in, the good news is, is that another season is coming soon. Um, but there is a spiritual reason why I love the changing of the seasons as well. Because year after year, we watch the winter bring the spring, and spring brings summertime, and summertime brings the fall, and fall brings the winter. I'm wondering why I had to read that off of my paper, like I didn't know how that all worked, but it, it's right here. Um, But the point is, is that God, uh, every changing of seasons, I'm reminded of the faithfulness of God. Every time the season change, it, it brings to mind that God is always faithful. He never... Forgets to bring the winter snow in the winter, he never forgets to cause the flowers to bloom in the spring, he never forgets to warm the earth during the summertime and to change the leaves to their browns and their reds and their oranges in the fall and so I love that I get to experience god 's faithfulness each and every season, and um, during those those times of transition, I have always felt like they are appointed times to step back and to sort of reflect, to step back and to consider my life. I love the changing of seasons because it's a time where I get to kind of go, ooh, I'm in a different season right now. And I sort of ask the Lord and I ask myself, you know, what, what is going on? What do, you, what do you have for me in this season? And, and what I do in sort of a small way in the changing of uh, each season, I do in a much bigger way during the change of years, the new calendar year. This is an important time uh, for us. Even though it's just a, a number on the calendar in your phone, I believe that this is an important time that is ordained by God for those of us who want to live well, for those of us who want to make the most of these lives, for those of us that want to experience all of the amazing things that God has for us in this season. Um, and it brings us to a place where it, 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 it offers us the opportunity to ask questions about how am I doing? How am I living this life that God has given me to live? It gives us the opportunity to really kind of look under the hood. And I don't, um, I don't quote Socrates uh, very often from up here, but I did take Philosophy 101 uh, in uh, in community college. And so I feel qualified to tell you that it was uh, Socrates that said the unexamined life is not worth living. He said the unexamined life is not worth living. And of course, we believe that every life is worth living. Every life is worth preserving, examined or otherwise. But I believe that any of us that don't regularly take a deep and purposeful look at how we are living will certainly... um, Live a life that is lacking in some of the things that God has for us that that our lives will lack uh, in purpose, the lack in joy in impact, and a whole bunch of other stuff that we really want to experience, not to mention the fact that if we don't examine our lives, we will very likely miss out on some of the most important things that God wants to do in us and through us and so if I were to flip socrates' words uh, to the positive, I would say that the examined life is true a life worth living. The examined life is a life that will bring God glory. The examined life is a life that can change the world if we examine ourselves. And the person who takes regular time to look at themselves, to look clearly at who we are, is a person who I believe will live well. That's a person who will experience and serve God, a person who will be at peace with themselves, a person who will thrive in human relationships and make a honestly, a big impact in the world, as big as they can. And I know that some, some people might say, you know, I don't, I don't examine my life very much. And I feel like I'm living pretty fully. And I would say to you, you're leaving stuff on the table. If you don't step back and examine your lives, you are not living the fullest life that you can, the fullest life that God has for, for you. And so um, I told you at the beginning that there's this verse that I really, really love and I think about all the time. Uh, It comes at a moment in Israel's history where David, King David was gathering armies, uh, an army to defend Israel against the Philistines. The Philistines were about to attack Israel. And so David was gathering men uh, from each of the 12 tribes of Israel and um, it, this is, is uh, written for us in First Chronicles, and it says this. So David's pulling people from each of the 12 tribes, and he's sort of listing who is coming from each of the tribes. And then it says this in First Chronicles 12. It says, from Issachar came men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. From Issachar came people, men, who understood the times and knew what they should do. How good does that sound to you guys? How would you like to be a person who understood the time that you were in, understood the season that you were in, and knew what you should do? If I could have that gift, I would be such a happy guy. How many of you guys would like to have that gift Okay, a couple of you guys. The rest of you are like totally fine to be cloudy, right? Because here's the thing. I, in my experience, life can be confusing. It can be hard to know what to do. If you have people in your life, it can be hard to know what to do, right? And so often we experience worry, we experience anxiety, we experience frustration in our lives and we think it's because our kids are being crazy or we think it's because um, our spouse isn't treating us right. We think it's because our job is stressful or we're not making enough money. All of those things. But I just wonder you guys, what if all of that stuff that we think is the issue, what if that were only a symptom of a deeper issue? What if, what if instead of those things being the real deal, there was something else going on? Because I believe you guys that the reason that we often experience dismay and difficulty in life is because we're actually disoriented. We're disoriented. We don't understand the times that we're living in, the season that we are personally in, and we don't fully understand what we should do. Too often in life, we just honestly don't know what God is doing in us. We don't know what he's working in us. We don't know what he's calling us to in the particular season that we're in. And not only do we not really fully understand what God is trying to do in us, but we don't fully understand our own hearts. We don't know really what we're, what we're in, in, the, in this moment, what we're strong at, what we're, where we're thriving and where we're lacking. We don't know what we're uh, made for in this season. We don't know what we fear and what we're feeling confident about. We don't know. Know ourselves well. And I believe you guys that knowing what the Lord is doing and knowing our own hearts very, very well, our strengths and our weakness, that is the stuff that really defines our lives. That's the most important stuff. The poet Oscar Wilde said something that I love. He said to live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist. That is all to live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist. That is all. And I believe that many of us are existing when we could be living and we won't ever live and we won't ever uh, thrive if we don't understand the crucial things of our lives. And we won't understand the crucial things of our lives unless we disrupt our lives and we disrupt our routine to seek the Lord and examine ourselves. And let's be honest for a second. I mean, how often is it that we build these routines and these, you know, our daily habits, our daily rituals, our daily rhythms and we, you know, the machine just goes and then we try to add God on top of that, right? We try to add connection with God and maybe have time for ourselves, maybe time to think, probably not, right? He just gets the dregs and we get even less than what the Lord gets. And so what I want to do this morning, as this is my first crack at um, helping us to launch the New Year's, I want to give you guys a couple of practices, a couple of things to think about that I believe will really, really help you and impact your year if you do this. This is not going to be a sermon for you to go, oh, I learned some interesting things. Maybe that'll come up later. That's not what this sermon is. This is a sermon where you take it And you do it. You put it into practice. So I'm going to give you just a couple of guiding principles for thriving in 2024, or beginning 2024 well. And the first one is to do a split step. To do a split step. Uh, Does anybody know what a split step is? Okay, so uh, some of you might know that in my former life, I was a tennis instructor for many, many years. And, um, and so I just gave lesson after lesson after lesson. And what most people don't know about tennis is that the main thing, the most important thing to success in tennis is footwork. You know that, don't you, Wendy Seidman, right? It's all about footwork. Uh, and so one of the things that I, I complain to Molly about every time I watch like a Hollywood movie where there's like these actors that are playing tennis professionals, it is agonizing for me. And I don't even have to watch them swing a a, a racket. I just have to watch them move. And their, their, their footwork is so bad. It's just embarrassing. I hate watching these things. Right. And so the split step is this incredibly important move in tennis and pickleball, probably some other things. And it's this here's, you ready for the split step? I'm going to do it for you right now. That's it. That's the split step. If anybody wants to get up in your chair and do a split step, feel free to do that right now, okay? So a split step is what I have spent hours and hours and hours trying to help people to do. And here's why... You need a split step. You cannot make good contact with a ball if you are running through it. If you are running, you cannot make good contact with the ball. And so people have to take a split step to pause and to reset. And it's that move that allows people to make a good strike on the ball. And of course, tennis involves running, just like life involves running. But in tennis and in life, we need to pause from our running so that we can make the fullest best strike on the ball of life rather than just running right through it. Does that make sense? Okay, Okay. good. You were too talkative during Molly's announcements. Now I need a little feedback. Okay, let me give it to you a different way. All right, let me, if you're not a sports person, let me give it to you this way. My sister-in-law, Emily, is an ophthalmologist. I mean, she's an eye doctor and she's actually my eye doctor. And whenever she's testing my vision, she makes me put my head into this like machine. I set my chin on this thing, right? And I look through this thing and I read letters that get progressively smaller. And the reason why you stick your chin into that thing is to keep your head steady because it turns out that some things in life can only be seen and some things in life can only be heard when we are still. It's just the way it is. And knowing God and knowing the season that we are in, knowing our own hearts, knowing what we should do requires stillness. And generally, we're not very good at that. And so um, if you haven't already done this, I want to challenge you to do something. And actually, I believe more so that God is challenging you to do something. And I'll just rip it right from Psalm 46. And it says this, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. The Amplified adds two words to it. Be still and know or recognize and understand that I am God. This is the all-important spiritual split step. Because God is almost always discerned in the same way that our hearts are almost always discerned. And that is in a place of quiet, in a place of stillness. First Kings um, records this really, really interesting event where the prophet Elijah was, uh, he was getting marching orders from the Lord. And, uh, and he was, you know, he was waiting on God to speak to him so that he could go and he could speak to Israel. And it says this in 1 Kings chapter 19. Go out, this is the Lord speaking, go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told Elijah. And Elijah stood there and the Lord passed by. And a mighty windstorm hit the mountain and it was such a terrible blast that rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and he went out and he stood at the entrance of the cave. And so often, I think that we think that the flashy activity is where the main stuff of life is, that the main, the important things of life happen in a bunch of activity, but in reality, God and our own hearts speak to us in whispers. And more often than not, what is spoken in those whispers are the most important things that we will ever hear And so I want to first begin by encouraging you, challenging you to be wise, make time, even extended time for stillness before any more of this new year happens. Because then, and I believe only then, will you really be able to discern the Lord and his voice and to discern your own heart. Amen on that one? Okay, number two. Secondly, I want you to look at your stuff. I want you to look at your stuff. Now, as we begin the new year and as a people who have been blessed with money and things, it's an important time to follow the advice of King Solomon. So here's what Solomon said. Know well the condition of your flocks and give attention to your herds. Know well the condition of your flocks and give attention to your herds. How are your flocks, church? How are your herds? How's everything going? Anybody have a herd or a flock out there? (laughs) No, we probably don't. Right. But what was a herd or a flock in Solomon's day for us is our stuff and our money. That's what it is. That's the modern day equivalent. And, and this is wisdom from Solomon. And it's so good because he's challenging us and encouraging us to pay close attention to all of those assets, our money and our things. He's talking about our riches, right? And of course, um, you might realize if you think about it, if you're really, really honest, it could be that um, next to close family, the most important thing to you is your money and your stuff. If we were being honest, what's more important to us than those things next to family? And so Solomon says, Know well, know very well the, the shape of those things. And this is an exhortation to see our stuff and to examine our hearts. It's an ex- exhortation to look at our hearts, and it's a challenge to ask the question What is this stuff for? What is your stuff for? Think about everything that you have. What is it for? To whom does it belong, right? What, what is it made for? And as we begin the new year, it's a perfect time to ask the question, are we living as though God is in charge of all of our stuff and all of our money and all of our things, or are we? Are we living as owners where we get to do whatever we want with all of this stuff? Or are we living as stewards of, of God's things? This is the time to ask that. Jesus said, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be, right? Wherever your, your stuff is, your herds and your flocks, there um, your heart will be. In other words, whatever we do with our money, it's actually a test. It's a test of our heart. It's a spiritual test of our trust in God, our relationship with Him. So, I, so Solomon says, pay attention to, to how you relate to that stuff, to what you're doing with all of that stuff. And I, I just want to um, invite you to, to ask the question who's really in charge of all of this? And if you discover, as you're doing that introspection, that God truly is in charge of all of your stuff, if He's truly in charge, of your finances and how you send it and all those things, then I would say, this is a time to rejoice. It's a time to say, thank God. I'm so, I'm so proud of myself. I'm so proud. Like look and see what I've done with everything that you've given me. This is a great time to do that. And if you discover that you are not where God wants you to be, or if you're not where you want to be, then start a new practice with the Lord. Just begin again And offer God your flocks and your herds. And I want us all to be able to tell Solomon, I heard you. But bad jokes fly from the pulpit, right? Like the level, like the bar for humor up here is so low. It's so low. Okay, that's the second thing. The last one is this. The last thing I want to encourage you to do is probably the most important thing. And that is, I want to encourage you to put first things first. First things first, okay? And so finally, as you examine your life, as you wrap up 2023, as we enter 2024, I want to challenge you to look at your heart anew. To look at your heart in a fresh way to see who is truly in charge of everything, of everything. Everything Whose kingdom are you actually trying to build? Because every one of us, we are kingdom builders. And we will either build our own kingdoms or we'll, we will build the Lord's. And so the prophet Haggai wrote this. He said this. Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat and you never have enough. You drink, but never have uh, never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in purses with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. He says it again. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber to build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. You brought, uh, what you brought home, I blew away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty? Because of my house, which remains a ruin while each of you is busy with your own house. If you look back at, at 2023 or even years past, um, have you ever felt like no matter how hard you worked at something, you just couldn't seem to get the traction or the fruit or the outcome that you thought you would get based on the amount of effort that you put in? Has that ever happened to you? God's message to Israel and to us through Haggai is to first of all, to give careful thought to our ways, to give careful thought to our lives. He says it two times in these very you know, few verses, right? And here's what he said. If you look at your life, you might discover that what you've planted hasn't harvested very much and that in all of the eating and drinking that you've done for comfort and pleasure, you still can't be satisfied. In all of our spending on clothes and gadgets and entertainment, we still may be lacking in peace and all of our earning and investing, we still may not feel secure in our lives. And it's an act of his kindness, it's an act of God's mercy that he would invite us to examine our lives to see who is really first, to discover whose house we are really building. Because sometimes, church, not always, but sometimes our lack of progress isn't because we're inept, it isn't because we're unlucky, it isn't even because the enemy is doing something with us. It could be because we've been trying to build our own houses instead of building God's house. And that's just, it's just another way of saying who is first in your life? Who, who are you serving? Who are you focused on in your life? And so as we begin the new year, I want to encourage us to take a first look, a look back at our lives and ask ourselves, whose house have I been building? Whose, whose glory have I been striving for in life? And then I just want you to, 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 you know, look at every area. Because no, none of us here have like rejected God outright. None of us have said, I don't want you to be a part of my life anymore. But it happens gradually and it happens in specific areas of life. And so examine yourself to see who is leading in each area of your life. Jesus said this, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, his kingdom and his righteousness, and everything else will be added. And I like how it's uh, read in the new living translation. It says, seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything that you need. Do you hear him church? Are you hearing the Lord in this? I believe there is no better time to accept this challenge and to take this leap of faith faith, to say, God, I'm seeking you first in every area right now. This is the time. All is right in the world, you guys, when God is first. All is right in our worlds when he is is the one whose house we are building. And so this is the time to take a look under the hood to see how things are running. Take time to see who's in charge of your life. Um, By the way, next week, I'm really, really excited. Molly is going to be uh, sharing a talk on how we can make good decisions. And the reason why I'm excited about uh, her talk is because good decisions lead to a good life. They lead to a powerful life, to thriving outcomes. Um, And so come and invite someone to come with you on that one that you think might be blessed. And so I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to conclude. By the way, Molly, do you have my papers, I'm going to have you hand those out if you guys, if you would get Aiden to help you. But let me conclude by saying this, just think of this again. Hang on one sec. From Issachar came men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. You have the opportunity to understand the season that you are in today and you can know what you should be doing with your life, the Lord will give that to you. It's possible for you to know what's in your heart. It's possible for you to know what God is speaking. And when you've heard the voice of God in that still place, when you've looked inwardly at the condition of your heart, at the condition of your herds and your flocks, which is to say all of your ta- your stuff and your money, when you've given careful thought to all your ways, you will you will suddenly discover that God is going to set a course for your life and you'll be so glad that you did that that you took that time you'll be blessed you'll be fruitful you'll take you'll have less worry in your life because you'll know what's up you'll know what God is trying to do does that make sense to you guys Okay, so in order to make this, thank you guys, in order to make this super, super practical, um, we didn't have uh, Sarah, our communications coordinator, put this together. This is my handiwork here. So, um, but this is a list of 10 questions. And what I would encourage you guys to do, uh, yeah, just keep those first five up, is I would encourage you to take um, a span of time, two or three hours, um, ideally you would take two or three hours at, in one chunk, but you could do it over three days, whatever you want to do. But I would encourage you to let this be sort of a framework. If you have a different idea, do that. But let this be a framework for you. I've got 10 questions that are going to get your wheels turning. And then just get out a a notebook or a journal, bring your Bible with you, get to a quiet place, and begin to process these 10 questions. I'm going to read them for you. So the first one is this. What were the most significant memories, events, conversations, and activities in the past year for you? What, What really jumps out at you? Number two, what would you like to celebrate from the last year? Unexpected, unexpected blessings, good gifts. Um, By the way, sometimes going through your phone and looking at pictures of the last year would be really helpful at jogging your memory. Um, In what areas did you grow last year? Emotionally, spiritually, physically, relationally. What was challenging to you last year? What did you expect to do and didn't do this past year? Has that ever happened? Anybody around here? just me. Um, What are the places of loss or grief in the past year? Number five, what was the biggest time waster? Hello, TikTok in your life this year, right? What was the best use of your time? And then can we get uh, six through 10 there? Number six, what did you learn about yourself and also about God in the past year? Number seven, is there anyone uh, that you need to forgive or anything that you need to let go of? Write it down. Present it to the Lord. And then eight through 10 kind of are looking forward. Eight through 10, what do you desire for yourself in 2024? Number nine, what do do you feel like God desires? What is he working on? What does he have for you in this next year? And finally, who can you talk to about this? Because if you don't talk to anybody about it, uh, I think 80% of the power of it's gonna just drip out like a coffee maker or something like that. So talk to someone about it that's it, you guys, that's all I've got, I hope this is helpful to you, and I hope you do this, I hope you do this, you'll be glad you did, all right, why don't we stand up, Um, as you know, most of you anyway, we always finish up our service by praying for you, um, and praying with you, and so I'm just going to pray, just that God would bless this stuff, and then you probably have something to share, Okay, why don't we just offer um, our hearts and our lives to the Lord right now, just as they are. And I, I, I like kind of open up my hands sometimes if you wanna try that, that's cool. Um, Lord Jesus, first of all, I wanna, I wanna thank you for every amazing thing that you did um, in my life, in the life of every person in this church, Lord. In this past year, thank you for being so faithful to us, Lord. Thank you for never leaving our side. Thank you for being our champion. Thank you for being our comforter. Thank you for being our strength. Thank you for being our voice of wisdom, our plumb line, our our, our nav system, Lord. Thank you that you are always good. When we do badly, you are good. When terrible things happen in the world, you are good. Thank you that you know everything and you care about us more than we we could possibly understand, Lord. um, You know so well that uh, things that that twenty twenty three was a mixed bag for every one of us. There were great things that happened. There were terribly difficult things that happened, Lord. All kinds of stuff. And all of those things get imprinted on us, pressed onto us. And so, Lord, uh, in this moment, we just offer you our our life just as it is. Holy Spirit, would you just come and minister to us in this moment as, as, as we begin? We just take a few moments to just offer our hearts and our lives to you right now. Holy Spirit, come and minister to us. I'm just going to be quiet for a moment. I'm going to give the Lord an opportunity to just just whisper to you.